Hello, audio fans. It's a great day in the neighborhood. This is Coolness Revisited, an audio program about faith and pop culture, past and present, mostly past. And I am Shlomo Brabham, your host, coming to you from that great somewhere in cyberspace, the audio atmosphere. I want to extend a hearty welcome to all of our podcast listeners. Whether you have come here by means of a podcast directory, word of mouth from a friend, or you just here by happenstance, I'm glad to have you. Since this is our first edition, I think I should give a little background and explanation on our name and our mission. The name Coolness Revisited is a term that I hope might come to mean a reconsideration of what is cool in contemporary culture. To some extent, this is a relative assessment, because as one man's trash might be another man's treasure, so also might my idea of cool be your idea of lame. None of us wants to be left out or excluded. Although we don't all need to be the cream of the crop, we'd like to think that our selection was based on a true choice and not merely the fact that we're the only ones remaining. The mission here is very simple, my friends. I am inviting you to join our team. I believe that the true heart of coolness has been given a bum rap. Coolness is not a product you can buy, neither is it an experience to be had or a destination to reach. I can't make you cool because coolness is an attitude of the heart. I am neither Captain Cool nor a suave sage. I didn't write the words or the music to this grand production. I am merely a narrator seeking to set the record straight. The mission of God is to satisfy the longings of those who don't even know what they are looking for. Mission coolness is not mission impossible. The Lord has said, You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. From Jeremiah 29, verse 13. While it might seem that I'm saying that the ultimate act of coolness is to follow God, I hope to be better understood by the saying that God has not called us to be cool, rather, He has called us to be holy. Yes, this is a show about following God, but not in a conventional way. As I was thinking about this show and what I want to say, I did a bit of reading and research. A few books here, a few books there. Mostly I read articles and blog posts. Somewhere along the way, an interesting question came up. 
Is there a real distinction between hip and cool? Or is this merely a matter of semantics and fancy wordplay? I want to assert that these terms are similar, but not equivalent. Let's consider the words of Dr. Joel Dinerstein, an associate professor at Tulane University in New Orleans, quoting, The African-American concepts of hip and cool arose in the late 1930s during the Great Migration and have since permeated global popular culture. These terms are now often conflated, but were once distinct. Hip was synonymous with awareness, and a hip cat was both streetwise and a first responder to new artistic and cultural trends. In contrast, cool was associated with equipoise and emotional self-control with a certain stylish stoicism, end quote. Hipness and relevance naturally go together. Relevance by definition changes with time and location. In the pursuit of hipness, the soul band Tower of Power out of Oakland, California, reminded us that what is hip today might become passe. And that's a line taken from their hit song, What is Hip, 1973. Now I say that coolness is further distinct from hipness because it is not transitory. It stands outside of time and place and therefore is not subject to fads and fashions. Way back in 1962, Bo Diddley recorded the song, You Can't Judge a Book by Its Cover. Now I'll quote you a few verses. You can't judge an apple by looking at a tree. You can't judge honey by looking at the bee. You can't judge a daughter by looking at the mother. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. Oh, can't you see? You misjudge me. I look like a farmer, but I'm a lover. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. You can't judge sugar by looking at the cane. You can't judge a woman by looking at her man. You can't judge a sister by looking at her brother. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. Born in December of 1928 in Macomb, Mississippi, as Ellis Otha Bates, his child assumed the surname of his mother's cousin, Gussie McDaniel, and was thereafter legally known as Ellis McDaniel. Mr. McDaniel and the family relocated from Mississippi to the south side of Chicago. He worked as a carpenter and a mechanic. In his late teens, he began to supplement his income as a street musician. In uh, 1951, seems he was a regular at the 708 Club on Chicago's South Side. But in 1955, Chess Studio recorded and released his namesake song, Bo Diddley, which became a number one R&B hit. Now, Bo Diddley is widely acknowledged as the originator because of his innovations which formed a bridge from blues to rock and roll. And 2008, Bo Diddley passed from this world to the next 
in his home in Archer, Florida. He was 79. For 63 years, Bo Diddley performed his music all over the world. He transcended time and space, and thus I would describe him as both hip and cool. But what about you and me? Writing in 2006 in the book, Blessed Are the Uncool, Living Authentically in a World of Show, author Paul Grant says, and I quote, Admit it, you want to be cool? Don't worry, so do all of us. The problem is, we can't seem to figure out what cool actually is. Cool is a destination. Everyone else has arrived, but we can't seem to catch up. Cool is a security blanket. We wear it ragged and hide beneath its tatters. Cool is a coping mechanism. We're all leaning on it and it keeps breaking down on us. In Blessed Are the Uncool, Mr. Grant deconstructs the cultural phenomenon of cool, an ever elusive and exclusionary act of perpetual rebellion for rebellion's sake. A life spent chasing after cool is for the fickle, fruitless, and ultimately inauthentic life that it is. Oh, wow! That's a pretty heavy assessment. But I think Mr. Grant is on to something when he continues. In place of coolness, God offers us the beloved community, where exclusion is replaced with love, rebellion is redeemed with hope, and all our elusive longings are answered with faith that in the Messiah, God is reconciling this uncool world to himself." End quote. Being cool doesn't always mean what we have been told. A great lie has been set before us and it's high time we learn the truth. Sure, we all want to be part of the in-crowd. None of us wants to be overlooked or bypassed. But it is my sincere hope that together we can begin to embrace a new vision of coolness. The outcasts, the dropouts, the failures. Each of us can have another chance and make a new start. Coolness is not defined by the clothes we wear or the things we possess. The way we speak and where we come from are not factors in making us cool. Coolness is timeless and transcendent. It's elusive and yet substantial. Just as the Bible says that, quote, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, unquote. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Well, so also is it with coolness. Being cool is a real state of being but it can't be achieved by trying. Those who give themselves wholeheartedly to pursuit of coolness usually only end up as posers. Coolness is forever bound to the concept of authenticity. Writing in the Book of Cool, Marianne Taylor says, quote, real cool is what happens when you're caught in the act of being yourself, unquote.
Now this brings us to the trailer for our next episode, The Quest for Inclusion. Whether you're black or white, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're young or old, the desire to be included is universal. Please allow me to introduce Cool 2.0, Coolness Redefined. First, what cool is not. Then, what cool is. From common courtesy to loving kindness, we see hospitality as a vehicle for love in action. All of this and more. So catch us next time right here on Coolness Revisited. Be sure to like us, follow us, and subscribe. To all my friends here in the audio atmosphere, I want you to always remember, whether you march to the beat of a different drum or find yourself always the last one picked. If you seem out of step with your fellows or feel alone in a crowd, if somehow faith is increased and hope is sustained, if love grows deeper, then despite all else, I'm cool with that. Till next time, peace out, y'all.